Buzzes like this. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I've been thinking about doing, uh, like, recording a little bit of pre-show before we go into, like, the show. I hit record, and then I was about to go through this spiel. And then before I had a chance to, to say anything, you were like, things noises like this. It, well, because he's in my lap, and so his nose is resting on my knee, oh, and that's goodness. what it looks like. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right, here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club show hosted by yours truly, It's Ben Pie, and my wonderful little sister anna can it's yeah you. it is me yeah just like the pick for this week was you um for those of you who don't know and oh. are new to the show real quick um we uh we pick comics every week um we read them and uh then we kind of do like a little review uh, we review the story, we, we review the art, we talk about whether or not we think it's a good jump-on point for new comic book readers, um, things like that. Um, so if you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're on YouTube, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, just because I know, and Anna knows, you're gonna like it. Like, And you're gonna want to subscribe. Exactly, because you're gonna want to know when every bit of new content comes out for Sibling Rivalry. It's because we're gems. We're entertaining. Gems. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the family that reads comics together stays together, right? I'm pretty sure that's, that's how the, slay, the slaying, that's how the slaying goes. So now we're Buffy also. <laughs> yep. Dig it. Dig it. Uh, uh, tell us about. So this was my pick, but do you want to say what our goal or what your goal for our picks this month were going to be? Yes. Gonna be? It's October, everyone. So I want you <laughs> to choose scary things. Scary. And obviously, Anna chose something scary because fear is in the title. Okay, that makes it sound really shallow, but I did look really hard for different Marvel options for this category specifically. And this is just the one that I ended up going with. Yeah. I, and we had some good conversation um, going into it. Like uh, you had a few different options. I tried to throw in a few options as well. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing with Marvel um, and it's nothing against Marvel as a whole. They're, they don't do dark. Gritty. Gritty. I mean, there, there are some out there. Um, like, I, I, was, I was personally hoping for the haunted bear, the New Mutants one. That one looks... That one sounds so good, though. Um, but, uh, and then you had a few that... Uh, I mean, I think that's the only one on the list of... of the quote-unquote scary Marvel comics that I hadn't read. Um, yeah, I hadn't read the Monsters one. Monsters oh, that's right. Unleashed. I'm pretty sure that was more parody than it is actual yeah. fear. Yeah. But that was on the list. That was on the short list. 
But I mean, just as well as Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, the first. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good, too. Uh, But none of them are scary. I would say like not even I wouldn't even consider like Marvel zombies to be like horror. Marvel zombies is just funny. It, it, it is. A, it's a fun read. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I so you, you chose fear itself. Um, yeah. And I do think like. There's definitely an element of of horror to it. Um, like when you think about the, I mean, like the villain. Spoiler: if you haven't read it, which you should have if you're listening. Yes. Bucky dies, and like it's a pretty gruesome death. Pretty for Marvel, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Thor also dies. Yeah, but Thor always dies. <laughs> No, this is this is like the legit death of of Thor, though. Like, uh, yes, he he comes back. There's only like three people in the entirety of comics that stay dead in comic books, Anna, and that's Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, and Uncle Ben. Those are the three people in comic books who stay dead. I'm just saying, though, so I don't usually get super worked up when a character dies because I'm just like, they'll be back. Yeah, I know. Especially when they go out with a good bang. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I mean, Thor goes out saving everybody. Oh, yeah. So. Thor goes out with humanity, not with the Asgardians. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a great send-off to the point where it didn't, and... You know, you know he's gonna be back later at some point. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Unlike Dick Grayson's death in Injustice, which was an injustice. To Dick it Grayson. Was. <laughs> I don't even care that you meant that as a pun. It uh, truly, truly was. I know. I know. Um, but on top of that, like a villain who grows stronger based on the fear of a planet pretty scary and it was interesting also to see that character grow stronger Mm -hmm. visually grow stronger yeah because Um, it's like he 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 de-aged as he grew stronger yeah unmummified unmummified they rehydrated that fruit yes yes they did um Real quick, I just wanna I wanna throw something out there too. I love every single redesign of the the fear itself run. Like every single hero redesign. Love it. Except for my man Spider-Man. Why? Why does it look like he came out of the negative zone but just has some claws on his arms? He's got a negative suit already. You're telling me that, oh, what's the the artist's name of this one? It's like uh, something Imonen. You're telling me they couldn't come up with something ever so slightly better? Like, look how sick Wolverine looks. And and freaking Iron Man. 
terrifying. Yes, absolutely. And then Iron Man looks like the Destroyer. He does. Plus, uh, Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist, and Black Widow also look pretty sick. Um, I don't know how I feel about... I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I also kind of love how Doctor Strange has a Caduceus staff. I love it. Like, okay. Good job, Tony. You, you've got... You, you know what you're doing. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just love like the only I think there were only two of them when you saw the the dwarves all lined up with the weapons. And right. Tony said that he made them all for individuals. I think there were only two where I was like, I know where those are going. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I've read it before, so I can't really say that I know for sure which way one way or the other. Um and uh, one of the things that I absolutely could just stare at with fear itself every time are uh, the cover arts. The cover arts for fear itself, they are very well done. And so is that usual like first page right after the cover where it's always like the white background and then a yeah. few blocks with, uh, you know, the, the credits in between. But dang. Uh, but I yeah, I will say also just based on the cover art alone, it's very enticing to the point where like I really want to read the. I don't want to say spinoffs because they're not spinoffs; they're stories that overlap with this story that just the perspectives of the heroes. Yeah, yeah, um, that are more yeah localized vision viewpoint. House of M does it too. Uh huh. I mean, all, all all of them do it. Civil War, yeah. Civil War, AVX, AVX two, Civil War two, um, Original Sin, um, and the list just goes on. It, it, like literally every every single thing. Um, I'm not always interested. No, I, I I can understand that, but with Fear itself, especially. I would especially love to read like Hulk, Future Foundation, um, like those two. Those two in particular, love to. Those are the two that I, I'm I'm most interested um, in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think the the evil character designs too of uh, so fun. They were a lot of fun, especially like. Juggernaut just looked so sick. Juggernaut was probably the most terrifying looking to me, especially uh -huh. when he opened his mouth. I was like, nope, don't like it. Don't like it at all. <laughs> do not want. Do not want. Nope. Um, ben Grimm or the thing also with the weird squiddy teeth things. Those though were some, I think his was probably my favorite. Yeah? Those yeah. Are, that was a good one. And... I always, that's one of the things I do love about some of these crossover events is uh, when the artist gets to have a little bit of fun on like redesigning characters, even if it does end up just being for that event. Um, yeah. Like, again, they do Spider-Man so dirty because like when you look at Civil War now, uh, like for, for the future, 
Civil War Spider-Man, the, the, the Iron Spider, looks so cool. So cool. Never a huge fan of the Iron Spider. It's better than Fear Itself Spider. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was fun, but I do see what you're saying about his redesign. But the redesigns are probably my favorite yeah. visual element. I thought there were strong visual elements throughout, but that was probably my the thing that I was most excited for, especially when you found out that all of the <coughs> weapons were designed for specific um, Avengers. Right. And once you saw the characters change when they picked up the hammers, which I also really appreciated the hammer designs. Each hammer had a different design. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also really liked that uh, when it came to um, Tony Stark, like, wanting to imbue his armor with it. Yeah. How Odin's like, you know what you're... You know what you're gonna have to do, right? Like in order to. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, well, good luck surviving. And yeah. uh, he just jumps into the molten uru, and. And yeah. I mean that 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 reaction too when they're like, all right, go ahead, and he was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Second thoughts. <laughs> um, and I just I really. I really liked that. I always love when the, the super intelligent characters are, are literally talking to a god. Like the, yeah. the ones that are like, uh, like, I am a man of science. Like, your existence just really doesn't make any sense to me. But my science with your blessing, I feel like we might be able to do something. And I thought that whole conversation between Tony Stark and Odin. One of my favorite parts in the, the whole comic. It what? was, there were quite a few, I mean, this is a heavier uh, Marvel piece, but there were quite a few like humorous moments that I enjoyed. And most of them were all with Odin and Tony. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, because it's that dichotomy between the two that are really good. But then there, there's also so many things that were just done so well in this book um, that, I, that I really, really just want to point out. Um, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, one of your... Yeah, I, don't, I know it was one of your favorite uh, panels. But I don't know if it was your favorite favorite, but this scene where uh, Bucky dies... And it's legitimately fading out to white. Yeah. So incredibly well done. And, and I absolutely, absolutely. Um, and like yeah. a sincere moment. Do you want to back up? It's like you were following Bucky's soul up. It was so sad. The way that it was zooming out and everything too. And I mean, not gonna lie, for a little bit, I was like, this does not look like Bucky. <laughs> so, because, you know, he's wearing the... The Captain America suit. The helmet, too. Or yeah. helmet, but the hood. Uh-huh. So, I mean, every facial, every unique feature of him is essentially covered. Yeah. So. Uh, I also love the use of color throughout... I did really like, especially, um, I mean, I felt like it was 
most utilized later in the comic for fighting. Absolutely. And to set the tone mm-hmm. with that, which I thought was really well done. And the color shifts kept you engaged. Yeah. Pink, are you stuck? He went underneath the chair and he can't figure out how to get back. But uh, it's it, so the last time I read Fear Itself was. God, so long ago. But it, it was a really long time ago um, before. Um, way before, like, um, the. The Infinity War or Endgame. Um, what's that? The movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this came out in 2011. I think I probably read it around when it came out. Probably accurate. Because that was when you first... I think that was also around the the time when you had first gotten well no I guess that was a couple of years later because I graduated high school in 2014 and you got comiXology like the year before I graduated mm-hmm. yeah this was like one of the first first things that I got on comiXology as well but regardless um, read it then and uh, reading it now there's, it's so funny that I feel like um, so many of like there are a lot of Easter eggs in Endgame, especially that I feel like probably came from this book. Um, I mean, one caps uh caps shield being broken apart. Yeah. Um. Two, uh, Captain America picking up Mjolnir. And then Yeah, I saw that and I was just like, I need to rewatch just that one moment <laughs> um, from uh, Endgame. Yeah. And then the fact that uh that he picks it up and says, I knew it. Um where yeah. in the in the movie, Thor, as soon as he picks it up, says, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Um, so you know, some some good some good little references there. Um. Yeah. Um, I think one of the cool things. So you know, I talked about how much I I love the the covers of of uh, each issue. I think this is like one of those few books where the covers um, were done by the same artist that did the 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 book. Yeah. So you knew. Well, it also with this one in particular. With the collected series? Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I can't remember. So I accidentally read these as the independent. Yeah. <laughs> as the single issues. Um, because they were all free on Comixology. And I guess I had downloaded the first one by mistake a bit ago. And so that was the first thing that I saw in the library. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we're just reading them single issue. That's cool. And then literally, like, what, two hours before we're set to record, I get a text message saying, oh, I read them individually, so I'm going to have to uh, 
go I'm gonna back have all to... the way through it and figure out the numbers of the pages. So that I could put them uh, in the slideshow here. And then I was like, oh, so that probably means you didn't read Book of Skull. And I did not. So <laughs> I had to go back. <laughs> also, oh my gosh, this freaking dragon. Absolutely sick. Um, oh. The... I forget what his name is. The uh, Odin's brother. The serpent. Yeah, the serpent. Was that just was that his name, the serpent? No, he had another name, but I remember him by the serpent. Okay. Cuz that was easier. Such a cool design. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I loved this particular page when you get to see it um in the green background, Magic Haze background, right next to the golden glow of the army. Uh-huh. I really, really loved the the colors on that page and how they they told the story and the pop of the green. And then, you know, you get the super sad Thor's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, another character design that I really liked that I had, like, kind of forgotten all about was... Uh, um, Heimdall. The way that they oh God, overlaid really like space in his helmet, so cool. When he had his sight, and I was uh-huh. like, I feel like I either don't read enough Thor on my own, or this is something I have never seen before. So it makes me feel a lot better that you also are like, that was cool. Because yeah. it was cool. It, it, it's a really cool way of portraying. Um, I, what what Heimdall does? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, the character of Odin is just always super interesting because he's an asshole. Yeah, it's and then he has so many really deep moments where you're like, I don't really want to dislike you, but I do. Yeah, I do dislike you. Yeah, kind of the complete opposite of Hank Pym in the comics, who's a wife beater and abuser and all of that. Shockingly, they don't bring that into the Marvel movies. I wonder why. But, uh... I... Oh, I was like, why do you have that? But I I, I see, because you saved them all, because you liked the covers and then the white, and that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Yep. I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Also, in the independent issues, it gives you those little character heads up. Like, these are the characters you're going to see in the book, and these are who they are. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, they do that. Uh, that is one of the things that's cool about Marvel Comics, in those single issues. Um, I've been really enjoying that in uh, Marauders. Seeing all the X-Men yeah. that you're going to see. But uh, yeah, I I enjoy I I enjoyed Fear itself. Um, I don't think it's like the greatest Marvel event of all time. Um, no, exactly. So I'm like, I did enjoy it. It's just not one of those books that I I think are gonna be ever be one of my top favorite ones to read. I enjoyed our Thor read, uh huh, so much more than I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Not that I didn't enjoy this one. It just read like 
It's well, a good Marvel story. And that's one of the, the things that's tough when it comes to these um, all-encompassing world events is that uh, because you're showcasing so many characters, there isn't a lot of opportunity to... Um, To really, really give a highlight to anybody. Um, and as, as much as I as much as I love these world events, I love Fear Itself, I love House of M, I love Civil War. I love House of M. <laughs> it's hard for um it's not impossible, and some of the some of these world events do better than others. Um but it's hard for a new comic book reader to jump in and be able to be like, okay, I know all of these people. I know everything that's going on. Um, and, Which and a big reason why I was hesitant on picking this one was just for the sheer, like, background knowledge. I don't read Fantastic Four. I think the only recent or, like, more recent ones that I had read were the couple where Spider-Man works with them. Yeah, which is essentially like, now, this this time period. Yeah, but I think I only read one one or two issues. Johnny so Storm's I have no dead. idea what the little boy's power is that saved Ben. Oh. You got super quiet. Yeah, because Aelin just decided, ah. Um, oh. <laughs> and it startled me. Uh, but yeah, so I have no idea what that kid's power is. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Um, Very good, though, like sibling little relationship there where she's like, you're a loser. Yeah. No, she only said like two lines and she called him a loser in both of them. And I was like, mood. I, uh, I always, I personally enjoy Fantastic Four a lot and Future Foundation, um, and the whole Richards Storm family. I, I think that whole dynamic is great, um, and does not get good representation in movies. Um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to I'll have to pick uh, for one of my Marvel picks in the new year. We'll have to be a Fantastic Four because I have uh, I've done all of my my picks for the rest of the year. I was essentially trying to plan our New Year's episode. You know, I need to figure it out. I mean, I have a list, a running list of um, DC manga and independents easily. Mm -hmm. my mangas get a little mm, iffy and my marvels are very like non-existent because i don't marvel. i feel about my dcs yeah so you know <clears throat> um but, yeah overall story-wise it's just really hard for me and i to say what i will didn't like about it because there wasn't anything i didn't like about it it just didn't stand out to me Overall, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I did enjoy the art, and I also really enjoy every time when there's a big world event consistency with the artists and the style. Yes, because I think that can 
break you out of the story, especially in collected editions. I rather agree. quickly. Which we experienced with like Robin Wars way back when we started this. <laughs> yes. Um, um Yeah. Yeah, and I did also thoroughly like for art that I picked. Um obviously I picked the panels that, you know, showcase the costumes and the character designs. Right. Because those are just super creative and a lot of fun to look at. Um and a lot of the ones that I chose also were for the lighting elements to it. And the the panel breaking, the figures breaking out through the panel, especially in fight scenes and things like that, where it heightens the energy. One of my favorite ones um, that did it was when he, the serpent, like, rips through, rips the, the breaks the shield. Oh, yeah. And the energy for that entire thing just kind of propelled it outside of of the panels, as well as when you see the Hulk fighting as one of the hammer wielders, I can't, and his figure just continuously breaks through the borders, whereas nothing else really does. It just showcases how giant he is. And that entire scene with fighting was also quite funny with the whole, I liked Ben. You, you have always been a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yep. I would have much rather have killed you. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't see Ben, which is also kind of weird to me. Not, I don't want to say weird. Disappointing that you don't see him then come and join the fight. Or try to even help them understand a weakness or what the the heroes and villains are going through by being possessed by these god entities. Uh-huh. I think um I, I think that's one of those things that if you want to know more, read Future Foundation. Oh. I see. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying in this storyline. No, no, I I understand. Mm-hmm. And being an integral team member of the Avengers. Right. Helping them in the final battle would have been interesting. Yeah, I think it's more of a Luke Cage and his team, although I'm pretty sure that's more on the like mini series yeah. one offs within the story. I'm sure you get information on what was happening in Manhattan while all of this was going on. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I, I think that's the inherent problem again that I was talking about with um these big world events. It's like, yeah, it would have been great to have all of that there, but where, what would you have cut out to fit that in? You know? And, and it would have been necessary to cut anything out. It would have been adding scenes, which I mean, right, we've read Okay, but you know comics that comics have like... Yes, but single issues, these are already longer than your average run. Like, each of these books was closer to 30 pages long than 20. Yes. That's already... I haven't read comics that are 20 pages long anymore, but I do personally... Most comics are 20, 21 pages. 20, 22 pages. Bet. I'm not gonna bet. I'm just yeah, trying exactly. to think... 
Because I got, when we went to, um, when we did the comic book hopping for the shops right, where so you live, most of mine were 30 or plus pages. Right, because there are ads in those. Which more expensive. Yeah, so, and there are no, ad No, 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 the stories, the stories were, were only like one or two issues for the storyline. Remember? With Future State. So oh. a lot of them were 30 pages for storyline. And then. Um, Again, but still there are still the ads new, in those books. Yeah, I know. But yeah. well, they were also inherently longer because the story was a, themselves were shorter. Right. So that's why I'm like, I guess I really can't argue what you're saying because I just end up buying. Yeah. And I mean, th there's nothing to say that. I wouldn't pick up like a director's cut of of a comic book that that has those extra scenes in them, but um, you know, at, at the end of the day, they do have a certain amount of pages that they are bound to uh, to fit their stories in. So yeah, if you're trying to add anything in, you have to think about what gets to. taken out. And they do have those spinoff. Exactly. One-offs that, who knows, maybe what I'm saying is in one of those. And I just, you know, haven't read it. Right. Um, and when it comes to these big world events, if there's something like like what you're bringing up, it most likely is in yeah. one of those spinoffs. Um, because, you know, those are typically big, glaring things. Um in the story where you're like, what? Like, for example, in Marvel Civil War, you've got like one book where Spider-Man is on Tony's side. And then all of a sudden you see him in his regular suit with Captain America. It's like, when did you get your regular suit back? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, again, I think that's that's the thing that's inherently difficult with these, uh, with these world events, it's you can't, you can't put all of it in there, um, especially in like these collected editions, because, you know, if you're gonna put every single Fear itself book into a, a Fear itself collected edition, you're like going omnibus. to, yeah, like an Do omnibus. An omnibus. <laughs> but you know, the omnibuses don't always sell well. Um, and they cost oh, a yeah, lot to put together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, just because you missed something that was um, Future Foundation related that you want to know more about doesn't mean that you want to read, um, you know, the, I don't know, the Defenders part of the comic or, or whatever. Um... No, yeah, I get it, and I, and more so, I think I those are just moments that, um, or those are things that make it a little bit more difficult for me to figure out my rating for the story overall. Mm -hmm. I will also say, just about the artwork, I didn't know about the prelude, and then the prelude ended up having some of my favorite. Some of your favorite art, uh, yeah, it was a different artist art. who did the the prelude, but. But that made sense. That didn't break the story. It was all a flashback sequencing. 
yep. or the majority of it was flashback sequencing. Exactly. So I don't, I didn't feel like it took you out of anything. And I enjoyed the, the coloring to kind of showcase a flashback. The equivalent of that whole like mental ripple that you get in like old TV shows or cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> with the harmonica, not harmonica, with the harp. Yes. That's, yeah. that's what a harp sounds like everybody okay that's what a harp sounds like um and the metal arms super cool mm -hmm. uh, sin looked awesome sin looked great uh, as scotty mm -hmm. yeah um absolutely Absolutely. And that that's uh, that's another one where when I when I was reading through here, that's not a super common villain. So I, I feel like uh, new readers coming in might just immediately assume that that's the Red Skull. Fair. And I mean, you know, not super far off, so it's OK. <laughs> yeah. But um. uh, it was um, another thing that I want to talk to you about, which is probably me just overthinking things. The serpent tells his daughter who's sin or who's in sin that he's doing all of this so that she can rule Asgard. Uh -huh. But the second he dies, her aura goes back into the weapon along with all of the others. Wasn't she? She was beaten before that. Was she? Because, I mean, like, she was well, fighting. So, uh, she was fighting Captain America, and then all of a sudden, when he died, she went down screaming, and Cap was like, oh my god, she needs to wake up. Um, no, you know, what it, you know what I think it is, Anna? Is um, throughout the end of the book, it was going between um, the fight and the rest of the world kind of pulling their shit together and not mm -hmm. being afraid anymore um so i think during that it's also signifying that because um the serpent was being defeated that there was no fear okay um to to kind of That's, hold all of their that, power I, in. I did i did get that i did and so the lack of fear is what drove all of them gone that would that is how I how you interpret yes. it. Okay. I did really enjoy those little moments of like hope and positivity that were happening simultaneously with the battle. Yeah. Very cinematic. Uh-huh. I've frozen a beautiful way. Yeah. So it's okay. Like you you could you could see it in your mind, like if the if the Marvel Cinematic Universe got like took over it, how Yeah the the sound of of battle would start to kind of fade out and you'd hear these news reports going on in the background of you know yeah and then the tide of the battle would slowly shift and yep. it would be beautiful and i love that for storytelling and then all when in the really background the whole That's how it would. That's how it would go. Yeah, you're. You should have been doing. You know, 
special effects and scoring. Be, 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 be. Um, also, also, uh, real quick, just to just because it keeps popping up um, in the in the on the page before they show Bucky's armless dead body. um, Odin looks absolutely terrifying. I I picked that one because I really liked how he he read and I really loved also the Iron Fist moment. Uh-huh. In the background. Yeah. That was just super cute. There are some... But, uh, and, I mean, for this style, the Odin in there was had beautiful detail. Yes. For this style. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, we should probably get into our ratings. Really? We're hitting oh, that 40-minute wow. mark. I'm sorry. Okay. It's my... It's story first, so that's you first. I yes. froze money again. That's okay. You're good. Sorry, it's because I... Uh... Um, so, like I was saying, like it's, it's not the greatest world event that has ever happened in Marvel history. Um, but it is a good one. Um, I would recommend this probably before I would recommend... Um, AVX 2 or Civil War 2. Okay. Well, I might also recommend it before Avengers vs. X-Men. Just because, like, Avengers vs. X-Men, while great, there's a lot going on in that. Um, and there's so many things that overlap with that. Yeah, and you're not just having to combine the entire team of the Avengers, but all of the different mutant teams on top of that um so i think this one's easier to swallow but it's not like awesome it's good um so i give story on it a a seven um and i I give it that uh, now really liking thor a lot more i think when i first read it i don't think i would have scored it as highly um but I like the character of Thor a lot more. Um, you know, especially thanks, uh, thanks to the, the, the God Butcher. Still need to I read God Bomb. Story. I need to read God Bomb still or God War or whatever it is. Um, but, but yeah, so seven, I think, is, is a solid score for it. Um, I would I would recommend it to the people. <laughs> I, it, it if people wanted like a a world event to kind of wet their whistle um, in the in the Marvel universe, that's not a terrible one. I'd probably push them more towards. I would yeah, I House of M is is really good, and I typically lean towards um uh civil war and avengers vs x-men just because if if you're gonna pick something up to try and figure out what you want to look at those are are good ones but Hmm. house of m is as well Uh, yeah 
Mm, you know what? I think I'm actually, I, I, I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six just because there are so many, like really thinking about it, there's not a lot of books that I would, uh, there's not a lot of people that I would recommend this book to, um, comic book lover or not. Yeah. I, I struggled really hard coming up with um, a score and I felt like I didn't really have solid reasons to give it a lower score other than a lack of impact compared to other things that we have read, mm -hmm. even just on this. And uh, because it's a world event, all of the characters are relatively watered down. Yep. So, but all of those things were elements that you kind of go into a, a large collection with that underlying understanding, unless it's a heavy emphasis on one particular character, which I did enjoy that at the very least, the character that had the most emphasis was Thor. And I thoroughly enjoy his character, especially after God Butcher. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, though, there was so much lore in Asgard that was being incorporated into the story that wasn't being expanded upon within the main storyline, which I thought was a flaw. Oh, yeah, because this this happens after the fall of Asgard, uh, the fall yeah. of the Earth, like the Earthbound Asgard. And and then you have this entire backstory of what happened between Odin and his brother. And you really only scratch the surface because Odin doesn't actually tell Thor what happened. So you're yeah. left relatively in the dark about the main conflict. Yeah. So I gave it a six mostly for that, because even if that is touched on in branched out comics, it should have been better addressed, I think, in the overarching storyline, or at least the introduction to the overarching storyline. Um, and in that way, because I think that would have helped move the pacing along in a more uh, <clears throat> urgent manner. Yeah. The storyline was good and the and and what was happening in the book was was well done, but I think the sense of urgency would have been more present if we had more information about the villain. If that makes sense. Yeah, and you can disagree because your face looks like you want to disagree. But no, I, I think I, I think again it comes into the how limited you are in. Like I imagine, there's probably more that's said in the Thor comics of this time period. And not to, I'm saying like I totally get that. Yeah, I no, just no, think no, that I, that it didn't touch it enough. Yes, for the main conflict. Right, and that's what that's what I'm kind of getting at is like that's. That excuse only holds so much. Um, yeah. And that's the only reason that I got it down to a six was because I was like, that's really my biggest, I think, pet peeve of it. Uh-huh. Otherwise, it's all kind of just what I expect from a Marvel. Especially since it's a new villain. Comic. Yeah. Um, it's not like... A it... new villain who's who's like... 
<laughs> pun intended, hella big. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. You can laugh. Yeah. It was, it was even right. a sympathy laugh, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, oh, and then art. Is to art. Yeah. Unless you wanted to say something. Oh, no, okay. I had nothing else. Um, so, art for me. I always feel so guilty saying this. It was relatively vanilla in terms of style. It was, again, what I expect from a Marvel comic. I did thoroughly enjoy uh, the use of color. And none of the art was distracting, so I could continue to read it and still enjoy it. I also uh, appreciated overall book composition. Uh-huh. So I do think that how they um, integrated the real world storytelling into their superhero storytelling and how that continuously overlapped in all of it was really strong and really well done. And none of it visually took away from the action that was happening. Mm -hmm. uh, just like I also think that every layout that they did was extremely intentional. Every just single panel that had no context or no dialogue or anything like that and was just a flash in a different location even amongst the superheroes was beautiful storytelling so just because i'm saying like you know the art was vanilla because it's kind of just what i expect it to be i don't mean that in a bad way at all and so i'm giving the art an eight all right i also gave the art an eight um i and i largely agree with you this is what i expect when i open up a, a marvel book i feel like marvel books more modern ones like not that this isn't a modern one but like legitimately like the last three years of marvel books they're getting a little more experimental um but uh i don't think that it being what you expect is bad it does it does the artist does a really good job at um, using the expected art style that we see in comics and uh, like really kind of blowing it out of the water in, in, in terms of storytelling. Um, yeah. Like this tableau of Odin holding Thor, dead Thor, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of beautifully rendered scenes. Um, a lot of the fights are really well done. I love the, um, for the, like when, when Asgard's coming down uh, to start fighting the serpent, um, the way that there's like that Aurora that kind of overlaps the imagery um, for mm -hmm. the, for the Bifrost itself. Um, I yeah, love the rainbow bridge. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 I don't care that it, it, uh, it, it, it was what I expected because at the same time, they did such a good job with the art with, style. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're not going to take risks, like big, big risks, at the, the least you can do is go into it and, put your heart and soul into it. And I do feel like the artist did that. 
yeah, I agree. So that's why that's why I'm at an eight. I could be probably coerced or convinced uh, to give it even a nine, um, but the uh, I. Yeah. <laughs> I I could be convinced to give it a 9, but for the most part my my initial thought and kind of review of it is an 8. And I think that is perfectly reasonable for it. I I mean, obviously I agree. Because mm. that is also we are very agreeable on this one in terms of our rating. Uh, my overall for it, because it is my book, so I get to pick mine first, or say mine first, is a seven. Shocked. It's going to meet right down in the middle. I don't think that one outweighs the other uh, so drastically to sway it in to a six or a... Or... Yeah, into a six or a... An eight. I had to rethink about what my story was because I don't have my notebook right here and my phone just slid slid into off mode, but or died. <laughs> um yeah, anyway. So seven. Ben? Uh also seven. Um it, yeah, I mean it it This the story really brought the brought the score down for me. Um like the the art I think tried very hard to to uh be the wow factor of this book. Um I don't think the story was the wow thing of this book. I mean, especially when you look at it and you're like Oh, I made this stuff. It's going to make you look different, by the way. So. Which is exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. But, um, and, and you, you can't say that I'm wrong. It's exciting. But. It, it is it, a cop out. It 100% kind of, kind of a cop out. But uh, it really makes you see that they were they were more focusing on the look of fear itself more than the story of fear itself um and it's okay it's a fun one to look at so that's why mine is the seven to see people do it at comic-con or something yeah exactly or um you know to sell Oh, here's the first appearance of Fear Itself Wolverine um, in the X-Men spinoff comic. Or here's the first, you know, whatever. All these variant, all of these big variant covers that have the Fear Itself versions of, uh, of the heroes. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Seven. Seven. It was, I mean, I don't want to say it's a bad start because it's not, but it's not the most exceptional start to our lineup that we've had in the past. However, I am very excited for the comics that we have planned. With the exception of the manga after your warning. Oh my god. So the manga that I chose, Uzumaki, is how many pages? Like almost 700 pages? 
and seems terrifying. Um, yes, and the art is horrifying. It, we'll, we'll talk about it in three weeks. Um, I think that's the only one that I, I don't think I'm super excited about, and that's just because I typically read these going to bed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's been, I, I've been laying in bed and then wanting to read a comic. I'm like, oh, I'll just read stuff for book club. And I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> uh, monkey in the chat says that manga is let's say different finished it <laughs> but different um yeah I, i'm like two-thirds of the way through it i'm almost done um reading our book choices in order because uzumaki was so long i didn't want to try to cram 700 okay. pages uh, into one week I purchased our independent one yet anyway what is our next one ben our next one yes our next book is american vampire volume one um technically a vertigo book but vertigo is owned by dc so whatever that's that that is my my reasoning for it um i was really excited because it's uh what is american vampire it's scott snyder right and I really, really like Scott Snyder. Um, that was kind of my whole. Yeah. What? I said leg gasp. That I like Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on, Ben. Your choices. You had so many choices with DC, and you picked a Scott Snyder book. I know. I know. Shocker. Um, and the first volume has a, a Stephen King story kind of intertwined um, with it. And it sounded, it sounded fun. Um, and, you know, not the, not the average DC pick. So. I mean, you could have also picked Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. Is that Vertigo? I thought that was Dark Horse. Uh, no, that's DC. Oh, right, because it's Warner Brothers. Because I was really sad, because I was like, I wanted that to be an independent pick of mine later on, and then we found out it was DC, and I go, oh, but I have so many DC picks already. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's legit DC. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You right, you right, you right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so American, American Vampire... Vampire. For next for next episode next issue anna tell me something where can people find you on the internet i'm on instagram i have two accounts i have an art account which is a riddick underscore designs and i have a personal account that i don't post too often it's mostly of my dog and that is anna underscore riddick very creative in the names i know mm -hmm. you're welcome mm -hmm. <laughs> Ben, where can they find you? Well, they can find me everywhere. At it's Ben Pai, I-T-S-B-E-N-P-A-I. Um, that would be on the Instagram, the Twitter, the the Tik. Well, I don't really post TikTok on my own TikTok. Um, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Twitch, you know, all of those places. Uh, of course, you can also... What's that? Uh, nothing. Whenever you talk like that, it makes me think of bar talk. And uh, then I give her. Sorry. I give her a yeah and a hi yeah. 
and then I geek her, sir. <laughs> um, and then, of course, of course, you can also find all the things sibling rivalry-related at itsbenpie.com forward slash comic book club. <laughs> Uh, and of course, that means our our Instagram Shalomaste Comics, our TikTok Shalomaste Comics, uh, where both Anna and I forgot to post this week. Oops. We I promise we'll get better at that. I mean, yeah. last week there was a lot of stuff going on. This week there was still a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, me. this week I started my new job, um, and I have been struggling to find a nanny. So that those. We're going to get better. And I have some short form um, comic book rants um, planned for uh, TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram, I guess. It'll go in all of the places. Um, the, the first one's going to be all about uh, alcoholic Thor in Endgame. So, good stuff. Wait, if, okay. Because I have been sitting on this for so long. If any of you have watched our first, what what was it, tier list? Uh-huh. Okay, and Ben put Valkyrie in the IDK column. I have vehemently argued my viewpoint on that, you know, the day after we recorded. Yes, she argued and... it because I didn't agree with her immediately. didn't <laughs> i did agree with you after you explained yourself i was like oh yeah oh okay. yeah 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 but i i was getting heated up because i was going on a rant around the house i go no we did that bad. anyway guys you can find that whole rant on our second tier list video because it's on there where she goes down this whole rant so guys until next week, keep your poll lists full and make sure uh, to read American Vampire or uh, Spooky Dober Dime. Um, and uh, until American Vampire, Shalomaste. We did it. <laughs>